We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, April 6th, the day after the Celtics took down the Toronto Raptors at home, and a couple days after they just barely lost to the Philadelphia 76ers uh, away. But before we get into that, I, I did go to the Raptors game last night. Uh, and yes. This, this is going to bleed into Ratless later, so it, it's kind of doubling up. Okay. But the red line is a mm. permanent member of the rat list. They, Why? they are absolutely horrendous. The MBTA is awful. I love, I, I let me rephrase. Hey, my I love used to drive the bus for years. You watch it, buddy. <laughs> well, I had to take the bus last night. That'll be part of the story. All right, there, there you go. But I love the train because I think that's what makes Boston so appealing. I was talking to one of my friends like a couple months ago and there's like, he mentioned how there's, there's only like eight walkable cities in the u.s like only eight cities in the u.s have mbt like train systems which is crazy if you think about it right because it feels like there should be new york uh does los angeles have a metro i don't think they do uh let me let me look so chicago probably does cities with metro (laughs) maybe maybe it's excuse me maybe maybe it's more than eight atlanta sorry it's 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 only 15 but out of all the cities in the u.s like it seems like yeah 15 is not as much as you would think it is New York City, Chicago, mm-hmm. Washington D.C., okay. Boston, Manhattan. So that's like Hudson. No, well, there's New York City subway and there's Path, which is Port Authority. So like there's two, technically two, but like okay. you can count it as one if you want. Philadelphia, San Francisco, Atlanta, Los Angeles does has uh, the Metro okay. Rail. Miami, Philadelphia, and Southern New Jersey Miami has like a. One. I didn't either. Philadelphia and Southern New Jersey have like a separate one. So like you can count that as whatever Staten Island is Staten Island railway. So if you want to count that as New York, still fine. Cleveland, San Juan and Baltimore. So like you think the ones on that's like the snuck San Juan in there. Hey, the trend you're oh, right there. But you, you think of all like the ones that don't like none of the cities in Texas ha- have metros, right? Those are all out. That doesn't right? surprise me. But it's like, so it, from that perspective, I, I like being able to get on the train, go wherever you need to go without a car. Very cool. However, Agree. they they have put speed limits on the rail. Disaster, by the way. Speed limits don't have a place, in my opinion, anywhere. Never mind the yeah. train. Very oh. dumb. So right now, I bet you can find it here. Speed restrictions of 10 to 25 miles per hour in place. This is for the train car? <laughs> yep. for In some areas on blue, orange, red, Mattapan, and green lines. While Why have they done that? Track inspections. Well, I mean, track inspections. Not great. Not Disaster. great from the MBT. I'm glad my uh, train jersey is down now. The mm-hmm. T jersey. I took it down because Tatum was bad. Now it's because the the train system itself is bad. Also, double whammy. Red line experiencing southbound delays of up to ten minutes after earlier police action at JFK UMass services proceeding. That's recent. That didn't affect me last night. But <laughs> this is the kicker. Shuttle buses replace Braintree Branch service from JFK UMass to North Quincy from 8.45 p.m. Uh, to end of service on April 3rd through 6th for track tie replacement work. So when did I get home from the garden last night? <clears throat> Past 8.45 p.m. You bet your ass it was because, you know, yeah, well, was obviously. Like noon for you when you got home? <laughs> Dude. Um, I left the garden at like 11.30, 11.45. Got okay. home. Sounds like kind of an early night. Got home. It was. I got home at two fifteen. Okay. Yeah, Disaster. Not, not I could have beat you home. 
I got on. Uh, you probably could have. I got uh, North Station on the Green Line. Easy. Got off of Park Street. Got to Park Street. 17, 17 minutes from the next Braintree train. N- not not Red Line's fault. Just I was like four minutes too late for the last one because they come every 20 minutes. Just, just disaster timing. Whatever. <clears throat> right. Finally get on the Red Line. Get there. Get to JFQ Mass. I didn't know that it was shut down from, you know, point X to point B or A to B, whatever. Get pulling into JFK. They're like, first of all, it took us forever to get there. It took us maybe like 45 minutes to get from uh, Park Street to JFK Mass, maybe more. And that, that for those who don't know, that's ridiculous. It should take you 20 minutes, maybe 30. <clears throat> Awful. Right. We get off, get on the bus. It, it, was, it was easy enough to get on the bus. So I guess credit them for that. Like they made it easy. The pathway you get on the bus, like they, they just take you there. But if you don't know, JFK to North Quincy is one stop. So what should have taken you in it, it's a long stop because it's like kind of around the bend, maybe seven minutes. Um, no, it's more like 15. It's, it's a long well, one stop long. Yeah. Be, because it's, it's, it's a long ways away, but what took 15 minutes took, you know, 25 maybe with the bus, but that's not where the problem lay or lied. We get there. It takes maybe 10 minutes for the train to get there, maybe 15 minutes for the train to get to North Quincy to get us. And then it waits for like the next two or three sets of buses to come in. So I'm just sitting on the train at North. Oh, Quincy they're trying Station. to load up the train. Exactly. Okay. So I'm sitting on that train waiting to get to my destination. They're probably like wrapping up for the night. Like for... I'm also sure you feel very safe. Yeah, because they left all the door opens of oh, doors open. M- middle course, of the right? night bus yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah of probably good. So I'm waiting on the train to go from North Quincy to just I, I park at Quincy Adams, but you know, in general, like it goes to Braintree for 40, 45 minutes. Just just horrendous. We were there for so long. Finally get back to my car, whatever, get in, get home, 215. Just complete L rat list for the red line. Tough Made for the red line. Awful. I, I, I left North uh, TD Garden. I was talking to Bobby Kravitsky. He writes for Sports Illustrated. I was like, you know, maybe I'll be home by 1.30 today. Disaster. Just just, just horrendous, right? I well, thought That's what you get for opening your big fat mouth, idiot. I guess so. I guess so. My, my fault. Hand up my back. You don't, you don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. Well, we've been playing a ton of MLB lately. Yes, we have. Yes. And uh, before we did this, Jack was playing and he achieved something great. But I was thinking to myself today, back when I was like in college, the amount of video games I would play, and you probably had this too, Mm. was like really crazy. Because I was thinking I was like, I was good at a lot of games. Like I wasn't just good at MLB. I was good at 2K. I was good at like Friday the 13th. Like I was playing enough Friday the 13th to be good at it. Friday the 13th? That was a lot of fun. Really? You ever play that? No. Oh, it's a lot of fun. But anyways, I was like, wow, like if you ha- if you're good at like more than one video game, you gotta really like reevaluate. You probably have like <laughs> too much time on your hands if you're like good at multiple games. I think the real disaster comes when you play a lot of games and spend a lot of time and you're still bad, because that was me. I was still not good at the games. I mean, I guess. Yeah, like at least I felt like I was good. Yeah, well, but, I mean, I, I was all right at 2K. I was fine at, like, other stuff. But I, like, I also played, like, the PC games. Like, I play League of Legends. I play Valorant still. I play, like, all these other games. And I'm not great at them. I just play them for fun. And I, I think that's where the danger comes in. Yeah, I was, like, I was driving to work. And I was, like, wow, like, 
I wish I had that amount of time to be like good at a game. <laughs> just thinking about the things we would do. Like when you played that game, you would like go in a game chat and you would only hear people when you're close to them. And so like mm. if you were like the killer, like I would like, oh, play this, like bagpipes. Is, is this like Dead by Daylight kind of? Same yeah, it's concept? the same thing. <clears throat> okay. Yes, I got you then. That makes sense. Except the servers were terrible, but it was a lot of fun. I was playing a ton <laughs> of that. Like when I right when I graduated from high school, which is my God, six years ago. God, we're old. Uh, we that, are old. We are old. I mean, we don't have to talk. We can keep talking about video games still, but like, God, this it's, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Like, well, my knee hurts now. So <laughs> I, that there is nothing that says, "Hey, you're old." Then you have knee pain. Well, we we graduated college two years ago, which is it's crazy. Been two years removed from college, six years removed from high school, and. Four years removed since we we left school for the pandemic, right? No, yeah. three years. So I went yeah. to community college for two years. For those that don't know, crazy free. They were like, "Here, just w. go to college for free," and I was like, "Okay, all right, w, cool." You take that. You take and then I went to real college for a semester, and then COVID came, and then I just paid mm -hmm. a bunch of money to sit in front of my laptop. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm not like one like to complain about like money and stuff like taxes or like like i don't really yeah. care politics at all like i might not be a political issue but it is kind of wild that they were like full price for school when it was all online oh so many and they were like pass oh, fail right the best oh, thing man. about school is like i think you can attest to this too neither one of us really learned anything important in college mm, nah. like any any skill that jack and i have is something we developed ourselves for the most part. Yeah, I, I mostly agree. I, I do think like well, you there went is to use for extra program hard ass. I did. I, I got a master's degree too. Yeah. Um, which was like one and only in one of those those classes was good. Only one of them though. It was taught by John Rook, who's like writes for the Patriots. He's he's oh, a cool go. guy. <clears throat> right. Uh and there was another one about like podcasting and stuff too that was good as well. I, I forget uh, the person who taught it, but um <clears throat> that was good. And, and one of the main things uh John Rook taught us was like talking to the people even when they're mean like he talked about how like people would be mean to him on facebook and like slander his work or whatever and he just like engaged in conversation so thanks. i've like <clears throat> exactly i've like adapted that mentality but overall like soft. <laughs> I, I think there's a use for college if you're going for something like being a teacher or being oh, a yeah. nurse or being like, a very you want to be a doctor go to college because uh don't want your lawyer at me if you don't have a degree <laughs> exactly but like for for more general stuff i feel like just work experience is far more valuable however then you run down the issues of you know you can't get this job with that x amount of experience and you can't get that experience unless you get a job and so like the job market's also super messed up uh i was obviously very fortunate that i, I, Dude, I had a job before places, i even left but... college it was fire yeah i was just lucky. like at the news station i was like hey i really liked interning here and they were like okay you can work for us <laughs> yeah i, I never I guess I never really had a real job. And this maybe just goes back to how old we are. Like I, I like worked in a restaurant. I, I thought about this camp. today, actually <laughs> about me. Yeah. About like, you've never like really had to go into an office or well, cause, like, play, like a, a pro professional workspace. The place I, yeah. well, the place I work now is definitely a little bit more professional. New station was a, a zoo. <laughs> no, it was yeah, the best like, though. It I, ruled being, being in a zoo for work was fire. Like going at four in the morning and like playing clown music at four thirty at full yeah. volume on my computer to get everyone pumped up. Oh, it was the best, but it was a zoo. Yeah. It was the best. You know, like I worked at a restaurant for like what two and a half years while I was in college. I worked at summer camp. 
for like two years. Obviously, those are short summer though. I did like work study in college, but then after I left college, it was COVID, so I couldn't really like. What do you What do you fucking want me to do? Uh, and then I, I got a job at Fansided, and then I got a job at Heavy, and now I'm still here, and I'm 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 hyped up, and so it's like, it, I I just never had that experience, which is fine. It's just like. It's weird to think about. The closest thing I have is like going into the games and stuff and like sitting up there with like yeah, other it's people a job. doing the same thing. So like, yeah, but it's not like the conventional it's a community. Like, it's, I'm a, it's a group of people you go to work. And you it is a community. Although I, I will say like, I went, I went to a, uh, I don't know if I told this like on the pod or I just told it to you. I went to my like five year high school reunion again. Old. Oh, shit, I think you might have just told me this. Up. I'll say it on the pod too. Uh, everyone, I, I was not very popular in high school it wasn't like disliked like there was no there was no real like bullying you were just going there. On. i was just it there. was fine yeah i was like in the background whatever like i had my close friends i had people i talked to and then like whatever but i went to the high school reunion and i like i said I, I in my class like i had more friends like grade above me grade below me whatever but in my class i talked to like maybe five people regularly right yeah. i went there first thing i had when i walked in kid comes up to me never you know very very rarely talk to him if ever in high school he comes up he goes yo i love your podcast right just randomly well, comes nice. up to me thank you for listening shout out his name's ozzy ozzy if you're listening to this please legend, listen. thank you um we need it but it, it, it was like it was weird talking to other people and like talking to them i'm just like wow like it, it's weird because like all these people like i'm asking what they do and they're working whatever and i'm just like like how the hell did i get lucky enough where i'm like I, my job is to go to Celtics games. Like that's that's weird, yeah, right? Like that's not, it's fire. Your job I, is to wake up, go through like Twitter, and find stories to write, and then yep, say click yeah. this. It's fire. It's pretty it, fire. It's, great. Job. it's like it's weird to think about, but it's it's very cool because like coming out of high school, I was a nursing major, and and if I stuck with that shit, <laughs> well, your heart was in the right place. You wanted to help people. Yeah, but. Right. So if yeah. you're listening and you look and, up to Jack and I, you've just gotten the blueprint. <laughs> I will say everyone just looks up to the two of us. There are days where I'm like working at home and like, obviously, I'm very grateful that I get to work from home and create my own schedule. But like I do sometimes miss like having a work environment or like being able to go out and see people every day, like in college. And like it makes me like sometimes because I, I, I would be like over like break in college, I would be a substitute teacher. And sometimes they're like, maybe you should just be really you well, did substitute yeah. teaching. Yeah, I did. I loved it. Actually, stories from that. No, uh, well, yeah. You must have some uh, shithead kids that you had to deal with. Like, I did, but placed. I can tell in a sec. But my point is, like, sometimes I think about, like, maybe I should just do that and also write for for basketball and stuff. Because, like, I do, I did love it. Like, I do like teaching. I did like like that sort of thing. I thought it was really fun. Um, so sometimes I think about that just so I can have a normal work environment. But the one story I would have, uh, I was teaching like third grade, second grade elementary school Oof. first and, of all disaster before you even tell the story no see I, I i think that might be a little too young i, I think the the age i would have liked teaching the most is like fourth and fifth grade where they're old enough where they're like not completely messing around oh, no. but they're like i would want them old enough. enough so i could screw with them <laughs> no no That's no I, I i liked i liked that age group i think it was good although i was studying to be a secondary ed teacher because the, um, i was too late to go for elementary ed because it was like a major versus minor <clears throat> besides the point I, I was subbing in like third grade or whatever and you know, teacher left a note. She told me about like kids that were less well behaved than others. And there was this one kid who was just like, didn't like to do whatever anybody told him. Right. And so uh, they're having reading times so where they just go sit on the carpet. They consider the desk, whatever. It's quiet time. They get to read, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Um, so maybe actually now that I think about it, it might have been like 
I think it was third grade. I think it was third grade. Like they were just learning how to read. They were reading like Magic Treehouse books, like easy stuff. It's fine. Magic Treehouse books, by the way, goaded, phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> but they go to the carpet. This kid picks up a book, and the the other kid who was warned about wanted it. Punched the kid, took the book, and I raised my voice. I'm like, "You can't do that. Give it back. Give it to him now." And I'm sitting there checking on the kid who got punched in the face. Right? Credit well, to that. Dude. Comes in. Exactly. Credit to him though. Took it like well a equipped. champ. Took it like a champ. Did not cry. Go. Was just like ah, like like made a little sad face. Didn't cry though. He was like, "I'm okay. Okay, beast, legend. Thank you." Well, you do have to give credit to the other kid because he wanted to learn. Like he exactly. actually wanted to read. I haven't read a book since no, high school. The other kid wanted to read too. She, they just wanted to read the book that he, they, they had. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. So, but I yelled. One of them wanted it more than the other. The 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 punch e or no the puncher the person who punched the kid got mad that I yelled, ran away, ran out the classroom, dipped. See you later. Grabbed her bag, left. And so I panic, right? Because I don't like know the protocols. I'm a sub. What do you want me to do? Right. And I keep in mind, I'm in the classroom for three days in a row. So I'm like, I'm there back to back to back. These kids like this was my my second or third day, I think. So they know who I am. This, this girl didn't like me. She starts running away. And so I panic. I, I go out in the hall. I start yelling. Right. I'm like, come back. You can't do that. Because like I can't leave a classroom full of kids unattended. But I also can't let this girl just walk out the door. You know what I'm saying? So like Rocking eventually a hard another place for you. Exactly. Eventually, another teacher teacher hears me in the hears me. Excuse me from their classroom. Comes out. She helps me out. She's like, "Okay, I'll watch this. Do this." Uh, principal help, comes out, helps, grabs a girl because like this is this isn't like a me thing. This girl has been like causing, you know, problems like that. So like that that's the one good story I have. Uh, it eventually got resolved. They like gave me an aid for the last day I was in there to like watch and help. But uh, that was a mess. Yeah, I, was, I, I panicked. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it was it was definitely a mess. They got to be old enough for me to screw with them, and then be then to be able to like kind of get that I'm screwing with them. Mm-hmm. If not for that, I can't deal with it. I don't Fair have the patience for little kids. That that's for Fair sure. Enough. I didn't mind it. I thought I thought it. But anyways, we've Before talked we enough. Before we get to Celtics, uh, if you're looking to get yourself tickets to a Celtics <laughs> game or other event, use promo code HBTC on SeatGeek to save yourself twenty dollars on your first purchase. Does not have to be a Celtics game. Go to a comedy show, concert, other sporting event. Treat yourself. HBTC on your first purchase, $20 off. Nice little break there between the nonsense and the Celtics talk. <laughs> there you go. I agree. But we do have plenty of Celtics talk to talk about. Big week. Uh, big week. Last we... week. The final yeah. week. Yes. Yes. Last week. Last game will be Sunday. The second to last game is on the seventh, which is when you're hearing this. If you're listening to the day, uh, listening to it, the day it dropped. Yes, yes. Happy, happy, Good Friday. Work and, and other things off oh, for a lot of people. Bring religion to this, you just exclude a bunch of people. My point is, people. Some people have the day off. That's my thing. I'm not, not a religious actually, guy. But... I don't have. If you're listening to this, I'm probably working. Uh, I only knew that because my mom had the day off, and I was confused as to why. But anyways. Uh... <laughs> Second to last game is Friday. Last game is a one o'clock game on Sunday. So keep that in mind. Big fan. I, is that the first Sunday day game they've had? Uh, I feel no, like I they have not played a lot of Sunday. They day had. Games. I know they had uh, Super Bowl Sunday was like three thirty. So it's like, yep. They played Memphis. Correct. <laughs> so there was that. But uh, let, let's go back. Let's start with the Sixers game. Work our way up yes. to the other Raptors game we missed. Sixers game was a mess <clears throat> at the end, at the very least. But I know Sam said it on the pregame show, and I agree with the sentiment. Probably the best game I've watched all season. Like, very good game. Yeah, we, we start there. That was the best game I've watched all season. 
Uh, the referees weren't really involved until the end. I felt like for a guy in bead that shoots a million free throws a game, he scored a pretty legit 52 points. It was He's a beast. dominant, got to his free throw line. They were afraid to foul him every single time. So they just didn't Is he the him. MVP now, Sam? I don't care about the MVP. <laughs> they they should get rid of the MVP off. and just make the finals MVP the MVP or, or make it playoff MVP. That's really when it off. matters. Um, but monster performance from Embiid. Yes. Celtics down Brown and Rob Williams and mm-hmm. still nearly win the game. Really should have won that game. And yeah. this is where I start my avalanche of negativity because I really think they should have <laughs> won that game. I, I don't think they were in a position where they should have fumbled. They went up five with not too much time left. Before that, Malcolm Brogdon missed two big free throws to put them up two possessions when Embiid came right back into the game. So those Sixers fans were ready. Yeah. They had their free chicken sandwich and they had Embiid in the game. That was kind of a mm-hmm. maybe not a turning point because the Celtics still played some good basketball past that point, but it was definitely a chance to kind of put a damper on things and keep the momentum and you lost it a little bit. I don't like that they didn't close that game because that is the first time the Sixers have not collapsed. This is the first time the Sixers have been able to execute against you down the stretch, and you didn't need to give them that sort of believing. I will say, as much as there were plenty of moments and possessions where the Celtics failed, like it was an internal problem, something they did wrong, right? Like they they couldn't find offense. Marcus Smart took a couple of ill-advised shots, you know, a a bad foul here, a misrotation there. Like the, the real, like, reason i think the sixers were able to get back into it obviously i think james harden hit a shot and beat hit a shot but like they had to make the decision to double and beat so he couldn't score and force somebody else to beat them and as much as you don't have to like him pj tucker beat him right like he, he did what he was supposed Kinda to do crazy <laughs> pj tucker three threes in a row three straight threes it, it, it was really just a lesser of two evil uh two evils at that point and you can say, like, I know you were complaining that they didn't guard him on the third one, and that's a valid I think they should have covered him out. after he made the first one. I agree, but at the same time, then you're leaving Embiid on an island, which is, like, like uh, even at that point, Let I'd rather... Two at the free-throw line jumper. I disagree. I disagree. I'd rather take the chance that P.J. Tucker misses that three because he's not been a consistent three-point shooter. This, he's, this he's is made, what I think. Go ahead. He has but, made three threes in a game twice this season. And yeah, that you bet was your ass it happened against Celtics. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I take those odds. I don't care. That was the only game this season uh, he's taken, you know, well, he, he's made three threes twice. It was that game and then... I mean, ironically enough, uh, March 31st, like five days prior was the other one. He's heating up. He's ready for the playoffs. Exactly. But the point is like the odds are greater that he misses that shot than they are that Embiid misses his little jumper. And so you you take those odds and it failed for the Celtics, obviously. And I mean, the odds that he makes three in a row, even if they're open. (laughs) I mean, what are we talking about? Especially with like other people closing out. Who is in the NBA? I, I know, but he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that all season, though, is the point. How many times do you think he's taken enough open threes to make three it doesn't matter i still take those odds i still take the odds of he's gonna miss that shot versus me making that shot because the dude had half the team's points i cover Embiid and i, I take the shot That's especially true. when you get a rotation and you close it all i will say at that point on the third three pj tucker did hesitate a little bit and jason tatum like hesitated to like cover him a little bit so that you you can nitpick there but i i don't disagree with the decision to leave pj and double Embiid because Embiid was that dominant that game and at that point, 
you, you kind of live with the results and obviously you can make adjustments in the playoffs because that's a different beast. But like in this situation, in this game with Embiid that hot and let's be clear, Embiid's not going to average 50 in the playoffs. No. Like that's just not going to happen. I, I like the math and the ideology of double Embiid. Let PJ Tucker beat you. And it just in that spot, he just beat you. It's kind of like what the Celtics did to Trey Young uh, when they faced the Hawks a couple years ago. It backfired in their face. Like sometimes, and even then it's different because it's Embiid versus Trey Young. Let's be honest here. But I, I, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, I wanted to just, say it just sucks. They got to that point mostly led in that fourth quarter, right? They, they did. They were in control of the game. They were in control of the game because they stuck with their game plan throughout the game to kind of they did let Embiid be the guy and nobody else score. Sure, kind of. I mean that that's usually kind of the option you get when you face a force like that, whether it's Giannis Embiid, uh, anybody else that's a monster. You either die by that guy or you shut him down and let everybody else have to beat you. Celtics mm-hmm. went make him beat you and don't let anybody else score. Fine. Stick with it because it got you there. They did a really good job. And even though yeah, I understand. he was really efficient, what was he, 20 of 25? Excellent game yeah. from Embiid. 12 of 17 on jumpers. It was a Nuts. game you really should have won. I mean, you were there I- because you stuck to that game plan. And people said Tatum was bad. Box score says he was bad. 7 of 20 from the field, whatever. There was a stretch in that third quarter where Embiid was not missing and Tatum was going toe-to-toe with him. Tatum was there for the important stretches of that game. He didn't get much of an opportunity down the stretch. He didn't touch the ball very much. Neither did Derek White. They should have been better there, and they should have got better looks on offense down the stretch to execute. Again, don't love when they're not executing down the stretch. I really don't care Mm -hmm. who's on the floor for them because when the playoffs come around, I don't think you're blowing everybody out. The Celtics have been really good in games where they've blown people out because when they're blowing people out, they're shooting the lights out. When well, they're not shooting the lights out, the Celtics have been kind of average, and it's not I, good. I mean, you say that, but game six and seven in Milwaukee, they did stomp them last year. Yeah, they did. I'm not, they I'm not saying that's going to – I know. That's I'm why they didn't win a title. Every game. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I also don't think they've been – like, they fumble in close games a lot, but they also, like, win a fair amount of them. I, I, Let, I let's go through the playoffs last year. Okay, so game one against Brooklyn is close. They win. Good job. Yeah. Game two against Brooklyn, they trail most of it, go on a massive run. It's not close to the end. They win. Mm-hmm. Game three is not close. Game four is not close to get the series is swept. Okay. Milwaukee. Game one, they get their doors blown off at home. Game mm-hmm. two, they blow the doors off Milwaukee. Game three is close in Milwaukee. They lose. Mm-hmm. Game four is a come from behind, and they win pretty handily from what I remember. I don't know what the final is. If you want to look it up and correct me, go ahead. But I'm pretty sure it was a comfortable win in the end, even though they had to fight hard to win that game game five they're up most of the game don't execute well in the fourth quarter and lose a close one they won by eight in game four okay so it was kind of comfortable but it was was teetering it was teetering and six and seven were blowouts game one in miami i believe they lost by like 10 game two's a blowout game three they lose a close one after being down the whole game and they almost come Mm -hmm. back game four blow them out game five blow them out game six lose a close one game seven Ends up being close, but they were up and they did everything they possibly could to lose that game. But they won a close one. You can't you can't sit here and say they don't win close games and then put an asterisk on the close game they win. It doesn't have to be pretty, but they won the close game. I mean, the game really wasn't close. They made it close because they were terrible. One four point win. It was not a bet. They they didn't win that game because they executed down the stretch. That's my point. 
Sure. They, 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 they were up 11 points with two and a half minutes to go. I almost had a heart attack in my living room because they couldn't execute. <laughs> my point sure. is, I, I don't want to watch this again in the playoffs. I, I want to see them be able to handle it when the game gets close because you're going to have series this year. They're going to be close. It feels that way. I will say, I, I do think this team is better equipped to handle those games. I hope and, so. And you could sit right. there and say, like, oh, it's pretty much the same team. Malcolm Brogdon They've made a massive Brogdon's difference. Huge. Derek White has had more time to get comfortable Agree. with the team. The, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown now have that experience in the playoffs. They have, you know, an extra year under the belt. And you can say, oh, it doesn't matter. They're, they're still young. They're still growing. Like, that's another year. I, I think this team will be more ready in the playoffs. And there, there's going to be times where they fumble. That's just, like that's who this team has been as much as you don't want it to be the case or how frustrating it is. Like it's been like that for years, right? It sucks. And you wish they could fix it, but they haven't yet. And so there are going to be games like that where they fumble and maybe they lose one of them. But from what they've shown, especially since the trio of double digit blown losses to the, the Cavs, Knicks nets, uh, not in that order, they, they've done better at, at, you know, staying in close games and coming back and, and fighting in those games. Um, Utah. At least in my opinion, Utah the well. Utah game we're going to talk about in a little bit, but that Houston. Raptors game got closer than it should have been yesterday. There's that. Um, are you talking? Are you saying games they lost? No, those were close games they lost. Sure, but at the same time, Toronto yesterday got close. They won it, right? It got you, close, but it wasn't close. It yes, got but close it got, because they were bad down the stretch. It got close. It got close, and then don't get mad they, at me. They were bad in the fourth quarter. Not, they did. They, their offense slowed down, and they still found a way to win. Sam, for the entirety of that double-digit losing stretch, you talked to me about how when I came back and said other teams are going to make runs, you said, well, I wish, like, even when they made runs, the Celtics responded. Celtics responded. Good. Good. Brogdon was excellent. Exactly. It so, shouldn't like, have to get to that point. You're playing against that, That's not Toronto. how it works. That's not how it works. Teams are going to make runs. Shit happens. The Celtics are going to go cold, right? Stuff happens in the NBA. It's yeah, about how you respond. We can't act like it's, like, the greatest. I'm not saying it's the greatest. I'm just saying they managed to win the game, and that's what you need to do yeah, in the did. playoffs. Shit good. happens. Joe was a lot. I need to find this quote because it was a good quote, and I th- I think it. I'm I'm not ripping it, him it either. I just think the players the need no, no, to, no. to be better down the stretch. I really do. I don't think sure. it's on him necessarily. Joe Mazzulla said something along the lines of, um, oh, "I didn't end up using it in this article, but I, I found it something along the lines of like." You know, you anything can happen in the playoffs. Sometimes stuff's not going to go your way. Sometimes you go cold, right? Some, sometimes the other team goes gets hot or whatever. Pascal Siakam just started making mid-range shots over everybody, right? Whatever. Stuff happens. You got to find a way to respond. And even when things don't go go your way, it's important to be able to do that in the playoffs. And I think Agreed. over the course of X amount of, of games, right, they've been able to do that. You said the Utah game they lost. I'll look at the Utah game they won. Utah made a run. Utah, Utah was fighting a little bit, and they shut them down. They shut down the run. They said, okay, no, Blake Griffin's energy. There's that. Boom, bing, bang, boom, whatever. They win the game. Toronto, right? Toronto makes a little run. Celtics go cold. What do they do? They respond. You know, they get some some buckets on the stretch. Mike Muscala hits a three. They find a way to win the game. You look across the season, and there are those ugly losses. And a lot of the wins they have are these blowout wins where they just blow the doors off some fine. But they have won closer They've games. They've won too. close games. The two games they beat the Lakers were both close that they had to execute. Mm-hmm. Even though they really look at look at the prior Philly game. game, look at the prior Philly game. That's Jason another Tatum. one. That's another good one right there. Yep. Right. And I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not going to sit here. Excuse me. The Lakers game earlier in the season, they won that no T. It was a mess. I'm not saying it was a mess. It was a disaster. But they found a way to win the Golden State the, uh, uh, overtime game. Right. It was a mess. Right. They 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 fell apart a little bit and they found a way to win. Right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not saying the Celtics team is perfect. They're far from perfect. But I think they have shown progress at 
winning when things aren't perfect. And again, they're still not as good as they probably should be. But that progress, I think, is slowly building momentum heading into the playoffs, right? You look at their last, how many games is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. They're eight and three in their last 11 games, right? Like, like they've Great. played well. Good. And and I, I think that momentum and, you know, experience the Minnesota game, another game they lost, uh, they won that got close and they found a way to win. I, I just think this team is much better equipped heading into the playoffs than last year, even though the team looks similar to what it did last year. You know, you, you think of all the, the differences, the Malcolm Brogdon, the Derek White having an extra year. I, I feel better heading into the playoffs. I just think the difference is last year's team didn't really have as many expectations and this year's team does. And so that's why you're seeing. I was thinking about that today. I agree. Yeah. I, I am excited for the first time they have to prove themselves in the playoffs because if <laughs> they tackle that moment and they do a great job, then then I think people are going to really start to believe for me last year. It was when they came back against the nets in that game two. Sure. Cause game okay. one, they were up big, almost lost it. And they, they did great on the final play. Didn't call a timeout. Tatum makes a layup. They win game two. They go down. It was going as bad as it could possibly go. They come back from 17 and win handedly. That was awesome. That ruled. That was great. And then they took care of business mm -hmm. the rest of the series. It felt like, okay, these guys came to play and they're ready. So I'm excited for that first impact moment. I'm not convinced you're going to get it in the opening round. Maybe you do. I kind of hope you don't have to get it in the opening round. Unless sure. it's like just murdering whoever's in your way, which would be real cool. I would actually really mm -hmm. appreciate that. If they did that for me. <laughs> yes. But it's going to come when you play a Philly. When, mm -hmm. Well, not a Philly, Philly. Because that's who's supposedly going to be there in the second round. It all goes unless to they lose plan. to yeah, or Brooklyn. they're not going to lose to Brooklyn. I uh, I, I will say I do hope Miami surpasses Brooklyn, gets six, and has to play Philly. Because right now, right now Philly's getting stomped by Miami. <laughs> yeah, you know what's the best is when Philly loses to everybody but the Celtics. They're down twenty three to Miami right now. Are they playing anybody though? Uh, Embiid is playing. Harden is playing. Everyone's playing. It's funny, Embiid plays this game, but he doesn't play against Jokic. He's 9 of 13, 21 points. That rest James of that Harden team is, is something else, that Philly team. They yeah, they really have to rely on Embiid, which is wild. Mm -hmm. Harden made credit. a three in the, th uh, the fourth quarter, and I was I said to my dad, I was like, wow, <laughs> like what did he shoot for the first time in the whole half? Hey, I, I give Embiid credit, though. That was – No, Embiid you hate. I know you hate the neutral, but like that was I don't hate him dominant. That was dominant I like him performance from Embiid. Yes. No, it was great. It was a great game. I enjoyed watching and it. I'm I'm not thrilled the Celtics lost. I don't like the way they lost it. I don't like that they didn't execute against Philly. Uh it showed a little bit of mental weakness against a team that you've dominated. But I mean they almost pulled it out at the end. If that Tatum shot drops, we could have be having a different conversation. Or if he yeah. passed Derek White like everyone begged him to, and you know, for some miracle there was enough time for it all to work. Yeah, that that I don't like that argument. I will say though, Derek White was absolutely fouled on that three point attempt. <laughs> don't get it. He I just don't know what I don't know what a foul is, but it's not a foul now. I don't my my thing is like because if it was my way, that wouldn't be a foul. He got hit on the arm. Did he already shooting? Was the ball gone? It was as he was shooting. It was like finishing his motion. He got hit. I'll show you. Let me, let me, I, I, I think once that play. ball's out of your hand, I mean, if they kill you, like, yeah, it's a foul. But like, it's not about what you want, though. It's about it's about what hand. they call. It's not about what you think. It's about what the rule is. And that was a foul by the rule by what they play. Well, I'm trying to be uh, true to myself. 
first, <laughs> and then we can go to the NBA rules. But okay. seriously, I don't know what a foul is anymore. Sure. On a three. I think they need to clearly define it. And I think I have the best rule. <laughs> you think you I don't care about the stupid landing space because you have guys falling all over the place. By the way, I, th- I know I've said it before. I think is part of the reason you see guys missing so many games because they're falling all over the place all the time now. All right, here we all right, go. Let's take a look. If I'll you're look listening, we are pulling too. up the replay. Al Horford is about to pass the ball out. The video is buffering. It's because it doesn't like when I go. Here it goes. Speed. White. I, I don't know. In the middle of the shot, he grabs him. He, he like he hits his he, he hits the shooting arm too. I let me look for on Twitter because Twitter has a better. Uh, okay. Uh, Derek. I mean, to me, to me, the shoot like jump shot fouls are a very fine line. Sure. I I really don't think they should be fouls. A lot of them. (laughs) No, I I know what you're saying. I think that's it. Go back up. Here it is. This is it, but I wanted a different angle. I wanted the angle like from above the basket. And I'm wondering if this will give it to me. Cause like, I, I I just think it was a foul, and I'm I, I'll look at the two minute report too. But like, no, if if you think it's a foul, you think it's a foul, and they looked at it. That's that's why I was more frustrated because not only do I think it was a foul, but they they called a foul, and then I don't understand how they had enough evidence to go back and say, okay, just kidding, it wasn't a. Foul. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I, I guess, but like Tatum yeah, shot, they, they probably would have taken a similar shot, but I, I think you have a very different ball game because like. I, I don't know. It, it, that that play just annoyed me, and, and the videos decided. I get it. The, the annoying part is they did call the foul, and then they mm-hmm. went back and overturned the foul, which is why I'm saying what is actually a foul. Sure. This okay. is not because the Celtics lost. I truly don't think that ended up mattering. mattering. The thing that matters is they got the rebound and made the three first. Agree. That, that's what actually mattered. Okay, is this it? Yeah. Can you make a full watch. screen for me, please? Yeah, it might buffer, though. That's uh, fine. I'm not worried. See, he gets him on the arm, right? And he you, already you let have, go of the ball. You you don't have to think it's a foul, but they've been calling that all season. They call they, it Steph Curry all the time. They call this it against is what the I'm going to say. They call it all the time. You don't have to agree with it, but that is consistent with what they call a foul in the NBA. They need to make a defined separate foul rule for jump shots. It might sound crazy. It might. He exaggerates there, too. Of course he does. Of course he flails. Like it, uh, he does. But it, it was maybe just Sam's a hater. Sam's an old man. Sam doesn't like the jump shot fouls. They really need to make some sort of definitive rule. What's a foul? Because I do agree. If you're shooting a jumper and somebody hits your shooting arm while you're shooting, it's going to throw you off and you're probably not going to make the shot. But with that being said, ticky tack stuff cannot be called on jump shots unless it's affecting your shot like on your shoot i will say the worst i don't care if your hands on the guy's hip it's not the worst thing is the the trey young i'm gonna stop here and let you run into the back of me that's rat like that's that's garbage well the worst Um, the worst thing is is harden falling that's yeah i agree trying to jump into people i don't like that Mm -hmm. that's in no other did you watch any march madness jack uh briefly a little did they bit. do it did they did no. you see anyone do it no, no. you know why because no. it's not a basketball play nobody in the world does that except the nba it's the only league in the world guys fall down on jump shots it doesn't happen mm-hmm. if you go play pickup nobody's doing that yeah it's not basketball it's not yeah i don't know 
don't know. Uh, I wanted to see the um, what's it called? The two minute report. <clears throat> I don't see it in here for some reason. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Why I don't Refgate. Yeah, this, what I mean, am I? At the end of the day, this doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I'm. I was just curious. It, it truly had nothing to do with the game, but it is interesting that they would overturn a call like that. That they made the call. Yeah. People view foul Colin Tucker pursuing because Colin floor was overturned. PJ Tucker, Derek, yeah, it says correct, no call. It doesn't give a description. It said replay review, you know, pursuant to a coach's challenge was deemed successful, which like it, it that doesn't explain why you just. I I personally that. think if if the ball's gone, ticky tack goes away. <laughs> sure. That's sure. How it should be. If you, if you hammer him, fine. Anyways, if, if you go flying into him, fine. If he's shooting a jumper and you ticky tack him, it's not foul. I, I do think there's the there's also room for the landing space foul, but it's that one's just really hard, right? Because the like, landing space one, Zaza can rot because he ruined the game. <laughs> well, you understand why though, like, because you have to understand. You have to be like, well, this is a legit gripe, but at the same time, like, in my opinion, it's so naturally rare, I, like it's never I don't actually think... happening. I agree. I don't think the issue is the rule. I think the issue is the players who expose the rule by jumping so far forward. But at the same time, yes. some players jump shots just take them forward. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's an impossible situation. Like Jason Tatum jumps forward in his jump shot. He just does. Yeah. Um, well, then so it's what's tough. the rule? Exactly. That's a tough. This is why anyway. I hate football, by the way, because <laughs> they don't even know what a catch is. Our point. That is true. Anyways, uh, Sixers game was a good game. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we can talk a little Raptors game, even though I don't really know what there is much. To we talked about. a little bit. Uh, Brogdon ruled. Brogdon was Brogdon great was off the fire. bench, 29 points. Uh, you didn't have Tatum, didn't have Smart, didn't have Al Horford. You still mm-hmm. beat the Raptors, which is somewhat impressive. It's I, not the I greatest because they did control the game and then didn't. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Raptors, not great this year, but they, it was like. Celtics were sitting guys and the Raptors were very clearly trying, right? Like they played all their guys. Yeah. The Raptors had something to play for. So that, that makes it impressive to me. Exactly. Exactly. And Raptors did not impress me. They, they did not look very good. Their offense was a mess. Their defense wasn't as good, as good as I thought it should be. And in reality, I know the Celtics blew it, but like they were also missing a lot of shots early. Like that game probably should have been blown out of the water a lot earlier than it was. Derek White was missing some easy looks. Sam Hauser missed a lot of shots. He probably could have made. So I'm not saying it's an excuse for, for going cold. And like I said, like a while ago, like Celtics are going to go cold sometimes. It just happens. That's what happens when you're missing, you know, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. Like sometimes guys get cold and that's why you have those extra, that extra depth. But, um, and, and the Raptors responded too well. You know, at you made a big three. They're making some muscle plays. Siakam got hot in the fourth. Uh, but the Celtics responded. Muscala hit a big three. They, they closed it out down the stretch, which was huge. I will say some, and you know, this goes in line with the Raptors game. I don't love, the the oh let's just throw Muscal in the starting lineup why not like we're getting to playoff time can we just stick to a rotation please like well, so that's much- why they're doing it Grant. why what do you mean Grant's not starting in the playoffs he's he's literally not so they're well then why do you start against Philly the structure then why start against Philly because they quite literally they cared about that game they wanted to win I I, I just don't love the why not start Blake Griffin then. Because he's, I bet he plays over Muscala. There's truth in the to that. That's I, fair. I just don't love the flip floppy big man rotation. Uh, and and we talked about this a few. Don't few get weeks mad ago. at this him. Like, Rob's not healthy, or he hasn't been healthy. <laughs> not not even that, but like, have a go to when someone's hurt. hurt. Have a go to when someone's hurt. 
Don't don't say, okay, we'll use this for this and we'll use this for this because that's when guys don't know what's going on. That's when guys are confused with their playing time. That's when guys are, are not, you know, at the top of the game when it's time for them to play. And credit Blake Griffin for always being ready. Like, shout out to him. But, like, I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, it, it just doesn't I, – I didn't love it. And Muscala was fine. He wasn't great on defense. Yikes. He's whatever. He's, he's getting cooked. He's but. I don't know. I'd rather have them just let Grant start or let Blake Griffin start because those are the guys that are probably going to get minutes over Muscat in the playoffs. I would hope. Uh, just a minor. Blake one. I, I think world. Blake should be the the fill in starter. Yeah. Because I I actually am a big fan of keeping the rotations the same. Like I mm-hmm. I actually like that. I think it makes sense. I liked when Brad Stevens used to do it. I always just thought it was a logical thing to do when you have guys trying to adjust to coming off the bench. That's why I think you're going to end up being right for the playoffs, Jack, where they're going to start Derek White because Derek White has had to start so many so, games yeah. this season that it wouldn't make a ton of sense at this point to slide him back to the bench. Not only because he's so used to starting at this point, but he really hasn't been as great off the bench. Mm-hmm. But when he starts, he's really good, maybe the third best guy on the team. And he's put together some clutch performances for you. Mm-hmm. Philly, he was great. Milwaukee, when they had nobody playing. Good against he was Toronto. Really he wasn't super efficient from three, but he had a solid game. Like He, he stepped up when he needed to. Yeah, I think Derek White is going to be your difference maker in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Because thinking back to last year, you weren't getting a whole lot from Derek White in the playoffs. Because he wasn't I, consistent I, yet, and he wasn't comfortable. And that's my thing. I don't think I blame him for that, just because he didn't really know no. what his role was. And I think, I think being able to start all season and hopefully starting in the playoffs has made him more comfortable and ready to roll with this team, which is good. I, I really hope Joe doesn't go back to the double bigs in the playoffs. I with, really hope he doesn't. With that being said, though, I really hope Marcus uh, starts playing well again. Yeah, not great. Marcus Smart's my favorite player, and he really hasn't been great in the second half of the season. He, he made hurt, that highlight play back. against Philly with the the, the rebound thing, but yeah. he really wasn't great in that game. Like, no, he wasn't. On the stretch, he hasn't he was really a big been problem. himself. He hasn't been impacting the game the same way. He hasn't been pinging the ball around like he was last season. One of the great things about Marcus Smart at the beginning of the season is he was putting up double doubles. He was finding guys. He was making wizard-like passes. He was doing crazy stuff with the ball. Now you're seeing less of him with the ball, it feels like. When he's out there, it doesn't feel like he's facilitating as much. When he's Mm -hmm. being used, he's being asked to catch and shoot or catch and drive. He's not being the primary ball handler. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Because is his mindset right now to be the facilitator or is it to be a catch and shoot guy? What are they asking him to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know what they're asking him to do. That maybe that's a good question. If you end up going tomorrow, ask ask about that. Because <laughs> it, it's a legitimate question. Yeah. Do you feel like you've seen the same thing where he's not being asked no. to facilitate as much? And I, I think so not you do blaming think these still, other guys. He's still like handling the ball. You think he's running the offense still? I do think he is, but I don't okay. think it's as clean as earlier in the season because I. I, I think was just curious because my eyes might be no, wrong. I, I just think it's natural because Derek White and Brogdon have been that good, right? They're going to have the ball in their hands more. But it's not even that. Great. It's a lot of Tatum. It's a lot of Brown. It's a lot of Tatum. It's a lot of Brown, and I disagree with that. But I think Smart getting hurt and not being there for a little bit, uh, and then Jalen – like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a lot of the injuries thing and, and that thought process of, okay, we have to be the guy who's carried over a little too much. Um, and, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. The guy's hurt. Playoffs. You have to step up. Exactly. I, this is one point I think it may be on Joe because I would I would like to see Marcus handle the ball. I agree. When yes, when he's put in position to be the point guard to be the facilitator, he's been at his best. When you ask him to have limited importance on the offensive end, importance is not the word. 
limited control in the offensive end, mm-hmm. it gets difficult for him. I don't yeah, think it's agree. a selfishness thing. I just think he's not as strong of a player when he's being asked to catch and shoot. Well, People have it, been crying about that for years. I was going to say, it goes back to the whole like time he was, like his entire time in Boston up to last season. Like There was always a point guard in front of him. There was Isaiah. There was Terry Rozier for that brief season uh, or in the playoff stretch. I mean, there, there was Kyrie. Then there was Kemba. And it's like he's always been the shooting guard. And you saw last season how he can be the best as a point guard. And, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were yeah, talking, you know, putting him too. in this – putting in the conversation, like averaging seven assists and less than two turnovers. And that is phenomenal. And it might not have been sustainable because the Celtics have so many guys like capable of handling the ball, like the difference of like, you look at Mike Conley on that Utah team. He was their ball handler. You look at Chris Paul on that Phoenix team. He is their ball handler. Right. And then there was one other guy, I think, but like Tyrese Halliburton was another one, even though he's a high turnover, like he's going to have the ball in his hands. Like you, you have so many, what'd you say? Trey young, <clears throat> Trey young. Perfect. Yeah. But you have so many other guys on the roster capable of handling the ball that just naturally it's not always going to be Marcus. And I think you've saw that as the season has gone on. Cause at the start of the season, when everything was all like, you know, happy, go lucky, nothing going wrong. It's fine. Like they were okay with it because everything was fine. As they started losing some of those tough games, I feel like some of that hero ball mentality sort of creeped back in and just naturally Marcus just didn't have the ball as much, which I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with it. Cause I do agree with you. He's at his best when he has the ball in his hands. You think I think there's a correlation he, there. What do you mean? I mean, they were kind of nasty when he had the ball in his hands. More. No, that, that's definitely part of it. And I, I do think they need to get back to giving him the ball the time. But I also just do by the way, I think is on both parties. I'm not blaming. I think, both, I think Marcus hasn't been as good, but I do think his opportunities are being limited. Now, it's a catch 22 because you can't give him all the opportunities if he's not doing anything with it. And he's not efficient. Will, he's not being smart. I will also say as much as you just want to play the best way at all times, playoff basketball is often give the best player the ball, right? That's just naturally how it is, right? Embiid's always going to have the ball. So Giannis is always going to have the ball, right? Um, Jimmy Butler is always going to have the ball. So naturally, like, Tatum and Brown will probably often have the ball. But I, I do think, or hope, I should say, the Celtics shortest shift back once everybody's healthy again. Let Smart or even Derek White, whatever, handle the ball, get those guys' shots in their spots. Uh, and I, I guess we'll see. Hope And, I mean, Marcus Smart, give him some credit. I don't know the stats. It feels like he's been shooting pretty well this season overall. I think he's I, shot like, okay. I, I'm about to look right now, so I can tell you. better than than usual. I will say. I think he's on probably the season. He shot 33.6. Now that's not the whole chunk, but it, it's better though than years past. Like last year, it was 331, 330. So it's his best in in three years. So it's around what he's at. Um, in the so playoffs last year, he averaged uh, six assists. So. There you go. Yeah, and I mean nothing, nothing it, crazy. To give him his credit as well, he's he shot better from three in the playoffs in years past two. Shot thirty five percent last year, thirty seven the year prior. So we'll see what happens. I I do think he's probably not going to handle the ball as much as a lot of at least you and me would like. But uh, I just we'll think see. the Celtics team has the most potential when he's playing well, and for him to play well, I think that's the role he needs to fill. Now sure. that doesn't mean they can't be good without that happening, but I just think that's an important piece to your puzzle. He proved that last season. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, by the way. Yeah. And it's really tough not to see him being able to have that opportunity as, you know, the fanboy or whatever. I know what you're saying. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, My guy, man. I hate hate seeing him not be uh, the Mm -hmm. best. Not be as effective. Do you want to talk about playoff matchups now, or do you want to wait until we know for sure who they're playing after the play? What, do, do you we... have like odds on it? Not like betting odds, like percentages. Do you know? Um, 
off the top of my head, no, but I, I mean, I could look at it and tell you really quick. Let like, me look. I'll look at the standings. <laughs> well, I, I have it up. Then the, the Heat are likely going to stay in that seven spot. It would take a weird thing for the Nets to fall down there. But the Celtics, in all likelihood, are going to play the Heat or the Hawks. And yes. then the Nets would probably be, and it, they could play the Raptors or the Nets too. But right now, it, it's looking like Heat and or Hawks. Brooklyn as the tiebreaker. Yes, yeah, so it's very unlikely Miami moves up. And at the same time, I'm pretty sure the um, excuse me, I think the Hawks have the tiebreaker over Toronto too. So Toronto would have to fully pass them in the standings, which is possible. But it would be like Atlanta would have to lose out, Toronto would have to win out. Okay. <laughs> excuse me. So uh, also shout out to the Hawks, two games above 500 finally. Hey, there you go. Some slow caps. Just in the right time. Just in time for them to play the Celtics. <laughs> uh, three in a row for them. Wow. <clears throat> the top not eight seeds in the East are all on winning streaks. At least one win. That's weird. I was just looking. Winning um, streaks. Well, at least one win. And at nine through 15 are all L's, right? So like, uh, it's just random, but weird. And the top, top three of the West, West are all lost. They're just all losing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's looking like. How about Peter the Lakers? Hawk. By the way, yeah, you only got ten million notifications yesterday. LeBron and Anthony Davis questionable. Oh, they, LeBron and Anthony Davis going to play big shock in a game that was they, essentially uh, going to decide, decide the play-in. Then they lost, uh, and they yeah. lost uh, pretty handily. They lost by eight in the end, but the game is not that close. I was watching it on the red line when I got home. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, um, I, that hurts me. I, I'm going to say something. This is not going to be a shock, Sam. I would rather play the Hawks than Miami almost anybody. Well. So. Shocker, Miami beat Philly. Uh, oh, so Miami got uh, – no, they're, they're fighting for 60. They've beaten Philly. I, I did a – I joined Celtics Lab podcast today, so go check that out uh, after you listen to this. I said this. I would rather face Atlanta than Brooklyn. I'd rather face Atlanta than Miami. I'd rather face Atlanta than Toronto. I'd rather face Atlanta than Chicago. I'd rather face Atlanta than Orlando. I'd rather face Atlanta than Indiana. I'd rather face Atlanta than Washington. Atlanta sucks. I'm not Atlanta's I, Atlanta, not very good against Celtics. They don't scare me in the slightest. I think they have nobody on the roster who can guard Jason Tatum, let alone Jalen Brown. They have Marcus Smart, Derek White, and Malcolm Brogdon to throw at Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Right? They have Robert Williams vertical spacing to get into the paint. They they have Al Horford spacing to, you know, clear out Clint Capella if they need to, you know, clear out the paint on that end. Mm. Uh, they strike no fear in my heart. I would rather face three teams that aren't even in the play-in race. Uh, I would rather face Atlanta than them. I, I, it's just so clear to me. Now, do I think Atlanta will beat Miami in that first game? No, I, I don't. I think the Celtics will probably end up facing Miami. However, if I had to choose, it's Atlanta, not close. That Miami team, by the way, is not very good. They're also not good, but I'm just saying like... Just, uh, this I, is more for the listeners and not for you. Yes, I I, I will like I'll, I'll rephrase. I don't think the Celtics should or even will have any trouble with the first round. Like I think at worst, it could go to six at worst. It could go to six and six would be a bad series for them. Six a lot. Exactly. However, even though I don't think the Celtics should have trouble with any of those teams, it's still Atlanta by a mile as the team. I would most face. I agree. Atlanta strikes no fear in my heart. They've won four games in a row Atlanta before that they did lose three in a row, which is a bit weird. However, ever since they got Derek white, they stopped screwing around. Exactly. Agree. But yeah, Atlanta, not close. That's fine. I'll take Atlanta. I'd gladly take that. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Yeah, I don't want to have to deal with Spolstra. I really don't think Spolstra is the best to have uh, Missoula go up against in his first ever playoff series. <laughs> sure. It's so, okay, my so opinion. To rank it, I'd rather face it. I, Atlanta is my most preferred opponent. And we can include 
excuse me, Nets and Raptors in this too, because there's a small chance. Next up would probably be the Nets. I'd probably rather face the Nets next. I don't really care that they came back. They just don't scare me at all. I right. like they're just not. I don't think they're built for the playoffs right now. <clears throat> After that, I'd rather face the Raptors, and then Heat is the least favorite. But again, to be clear, I think the Celtics shouldn't beat the Heat. I don't think that Raptors team is very good. <clears throat> I don't think so either. But I I think they're 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 more annoying than the Nets. I'll put it that way. I mean, Nick Nurse is there, so yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I just think they. <sighs> their physicality would take a larger toll on the Celtics than those other teams. Not that they'd like lose. Nick just nurse, like... who is uh, real sad, by the way, why is this? He doesn't want to be there anymore. He's going to go. Coach <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Have fun with the Rockets. He needs to take some know. time away from the team after the season. That's what he said. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure wow. I saw that. He's Put fake news in the comments. If I'm wrong, I hope I'm <laughs> see not. you later. Nick nurse. See you see... later. Get out of the division rat annoying <laughs> well you know who's rumored to be going up there next is Ime, who was at the lakers game yesterday he was lakers clippers i think that was his Ime, first public appearance very handsome still <laughs> whoa sam be careful uh, i'll give you that um i think that's all i got uh, we can talk about it Rattling. very briefly I, I don't really have well before that i don't really have much to say about it shout out jalen brown winning the red auerbach award oh yes i did want to talk about this actually here you go yeah it was a cool moment jalen brown won the red auerbach award the only funny thing is it felt like they were like please stay jalen don't leave <laughs> even though there's still a year left but i i do think uh it was a fair selection for the award I actually when, absolutely when paladino was saying the introduction to the award i thought he mm-hmm. was going to give it to missoula because he said player or coach so i thought missoula was oh there. really yeah. that's um, funny he was very but, gracious after the game. Like he was very appreciative yeah, of it. Well, that's what's great about Jalen is he wants to be here. And I think that over the last, like, since everyone's been saying, oh my God, I can't wait till he leaves. Yeah. He's not come out and said that he's going to stay. Instead, he has decided to show people he wants to be here. Which good. You know, so I Perk is seething. <laughs> yeah i don't know about perk perk's sneaky on the rat list oh i want to like perk a lot but he makes it real hard we've gotten to the point where it's like okay you said break those guys up once didn't go well and then you try to take credit for the team turning around then you're trying it again now why they just went to the finals and they should have won the finals and it's not on those guys that they lost it's on the team as a whole because they shot a bunch of threes at the end of game four. By the way, watched playoff highlights from last year. Can't believe that they didn't win the championship today. <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, it got to the finals. It Why was do you the, do that to the, yourselves? Because I, I like watching the playoff highlights, especially home games. But I just was like, I really can't believe they didn't win a championship last year. Yeah. They they should have won sorry. game four. I, I'm sorry. I'm done. But yes, back to uh, Perk. Rattles. Shout out. Oh, leave us oh, alone. Leave this we're done with Jalen. Shout out Jalen. That, that Shout was out to Jalen. He's been excellent, him. by the way. Ever since he put the mask on, he's been great. He accepted the award in the mask, by the way. Yep. Very funny. Love to see it. But um, all right. I, think I, I just wanted to give him that credit. Start selling masks at the games. It's not official, but <laughs> that it would, would be cool. Be something they would do. Sh- Blake, would get Blake Griffin one too. He wanted to wear it when Tenassa's head him. Also, yeah, I will say this was a couple weeks ago. Why didn't Blake win the Tommy Award, and why did Brogdon win it? Uh, Hear me out. I don't know. No problem with it. Brogdon's been great this season. Shout out to him. But like, I just feel like that was Blake's award. Maybe I'm crazy. I didn't even think of it like that, to be honest. Am I wrong, though? I think you make a very compelling point. Every time Blake's been on the floor, he's probably averaged more Tommy points than anybody. 
it goes back to the old Tommy points per minute versus total Tommy points. It's uh, tough. He was nasty. <laughs> I mean, he he plays super hard. If there's anything about Blake Griffin, it is that he works real hard when he's on the floor. He's always and, diving. He's playing good defense. He had a big stop in Embiid in that Philly game. He was like the only guy mm-hmm. that got a stop yeah, this swipe the whole right, game. Yeah. He got a swipe <laughs> down on Embiid. Speaking of totals versus averages, as much as I do disagree with some stuff Perk says, or excuse me, Scal says, like, Tatum should I kind of think Scal's right about that. He should absolutely, Tatum should absolutely be. That's how, it, and it's Gorman bogus. said it along with him. Football. It's literally every other sport is the total. Mm-hmm. And if you want to cry, then you know what you should do is play, play, play more games, and then you'll win. Agree, agree. All right, time for the rat list. Yeah, you go first. You you were, uh, or or is the red line yours? Do you have any? The red else? line was one of them, but I do have another one if we want okay. to start with it. You go ahead. Um, I've got a couple ready. Excuse me, sorry. It's another driving one. So I get home. It's continuation of the red line story. I get to my car. I leave. It's 2.15 a.m. The only solace I have is that there's nobody on the roads, right? I'm going to be hyped. I'm getting out, get out of the garage, ready to merge into the next highway. Car pulls out in front of me. And the next That's highway, a disaster. On the on-ramp, getting onto the highway, going maybe 40 miles an hour. So I'm already annoyed that the red line took excuse me for that i'm already annoyed that the red line took two three hours for me to get home it took me three hours to get from the garden to home ready to go home 20 minute drive takes me 25 30 minutes because this person wastes five to ten minutes of my time because they're driving slow i was so mad i agree if you're going under the miles and uh under the speed limit on a normal road rat should be death penalty you don't you don't have to finish I say you're going, no, no, no. There's secondary. It gets worse. Going okay. under the speed limit on a normal road, ratless. If you're going under the speed limit on the highway where I can't get in front of you, banish. Wait, on the banish, highway, you should hammer. absolutely be able to go around them. Why can't you go around them on the highway? Because I was merging. So I was merging. So we had to go to the same place. And so it's like. Yeah, but how long are you merging for? I, I'm, I'm exact. Maybe I'm exaggerating with five to ten minutes. But like. It's weird because I'm merging into the same place, so I have to go behind them. And then we're getting onto another highway, so we have to merge again. So the two lanes that we just got into after the first merge turn into one okay. again. So I can't really go around them in the two seconds. I say I say normal road's worse than the highway because oftentimes you can't pass them. Sure, but in this specific and highway scenario, it, was it doesn't disaster. sound like you had a lot of time to pass. So I didn't. I guess it, and it, it was made worse because it was 2.15 a.m. and I wanted to go home. And why are you on the road? Like, there's nobody else on the road. When I was in college, I took a creative writing class and I wrote a mock script for like a mm-hmm. dialogue of people. I'm driving friends next to me and we let somebody in front of us. And the whole joke of the script was it takes a lot of trust to allow somebody to go out in front of you when you're driving because <laughs> that person could like ruin your whole day. Agree. Agree. All right. What you got for Ratless, Sam? Uh, first rat list, Dr. Jill. Dr. Joe Biden invites mm. <laughs> uh, the losing team to the White House. Yeah, I, everyone and their mother has talked about this, but it's kind of weird and it pissed off the winning team. So it's really yeah, it was dumb. Look. It was especially because like then Iowa Shannon Sharp said she's racist. <laughs> I- Iowa came out and was like, no, we're not going to do that. Like LSU deserves it. And then LSU was like, now we're like not Biden, going. Yeah, like now you get neither one of us. I I don't blame LSU for being mad because like yeah, I kind of don't blame either side on that. You don't invite the losing team like the, that's the, just Celtics, weird. Celtics that's like go hey, to the White I House. don't watch sports. Yeah, it was ratless. It was uh, 
do you have anything else? I I have a couple more. No, I, I just agree on that. And, you know, maybe Shannon Sharp, probably not far off. Like, it's probably not a coincidence. No, that... it's not the best look. I, I, I actually mean... think that's not the worst point. I kind of joke and poo-poo a lot of, like, people, like, saying Claiming. racist. But, like, in this scenario, like, the, Angel the, Reese It looks said, racist. Also, uh, we should do opposite of route. Let's do Angel Reese has handled all the shit phenomenal. She's amazing on Twitter. She's funny, like amazing love angel reese she came out and said like if we lost we wouldn't get invited to the white house which facts no shot they would have gotten invited to the white house so well, i also think i guess we'll talk about this a little bit more the whole uh classless slash competitive thing dumb dumb it, well it is dumb but the reason why i think it was even a conversation is because i think you got a lot of people watching those games or that mm -hmm. game i guess it was yeah game, of course that don't typically watch sports yeah, because and I wonder who those types of people are. <laughs> the um the sheer oh my god, Sam, you got it, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Wait. sheer hype behind Caitlin Clark's yes. semifinal yes, yes. performance brought a lot of people in to watch that game. Agree. They probably don't watch sports. They're probably like, this is awesome. Like people actually care about women's basketball. I'm gonna watch. And they mm -hmm. never watch sports. And then they saw that and they were like, What the hell? Mm -hmm. You can't do hey. that. Hey, it brought out the, the bad side in people. I'll say that. Well, people Yikes. are just idiots. Anyways, uh, next rat list. Next rat list is um uh oh. Sam's this is so bad. Uh Tim ball. Hardaway. Tim Hardaway rat list. Yes. Senior, um, you mean, right? Tim Hardaway senior rat list. <laughs> okay, good. Because he went on national TV yesterday and said, Hey, my son's teammates suck. <laughs> Ahead of uh, their game against the Kings. Do you see Tim Hardaway Jr. came out and said that? I just don't agree yeah, he with said that. it couldn't be like less true or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tim Hardaway Sr. was like, Kyrie and Luka are not leaders, and Kyrie and Luka don't play defense, which Kyrie's probably not a leader, and he doesn't play defense, and Luka doesn't play defense. But I think Luka might be trying to be a leader, at least trying. So you have to give mm -hmm. him a little bit of credit. But the rat list has nothing to do with those two. It's literally making your son uncomfortable. It's kind of a prick move just mm -hmm. just to get yourself a little bit of spotlight you're in the hall of fame call it a day you, you don't need to make your kids day as uh he fights for a roster spot essentially after this season i think his contract's up he's gonna have to sign somewhere else because no i think he has one more oh well even better he's stuck with those two guys or at least one of them for yeah. another year and he gets to deal with that uncomfortableness well good for him he cleared it up after also this is random, but for those who disagree, if you watched a pregame show against the the Raptors, we talked about Blake Griffin's Hall of Fame case. Tim Hardaway Jr., All Rookie Team, five time All NBA, five time All Star Hall of Fame. Blake Griffin. Tim Hardaway Senior. Senior, that's what I mean. Blake Blake Griffin, identical resume, five, six time All Star, more All Stars, five time All NBA, same. Yeah, the Hall of Fame's a team, joke. Same Rookie of the Year, didn't have that. Uh, Tim Hardaway and, and Tim Hardaway got in, so keep that in mind. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Uh, I, even though I will say Tim Hardaway partially got in because he was part of that Warriors thing with uh Run DMC. So, anyways, or Ron, uh, I think third rat list of course has to be the Lakers. Uh, they took up all of the national spotlight all day yesterday. I was on the treadmill at the gym or bike rather at in the morning, and they had a countdown to the Lakers Clippers game all day. And then you had, again, everybody saying, will they, won't they play? And then they just get pieced anyway. It doesn't matter. So, so rat list to the people at the gym. No, the rat list is the Lakers. Oh, okay. Fair. Sure, for, sure, sure. for just like 
using the fishing pole to reel everyone along. Will AD shout play? out uh, LeBron play? Shout out Bones Island for packing up the Lakers in the fourth, though. Beast. Lakers are lame as hell. I hope they don't make the actual playoffs. <laughs> they the, the league is going to do everything in their power. Uh, what games do we have on tonight, Jack? Do you have a scoreboard in front of you? Let me take a look real quick. I am curious because these Western Conference standings are very interesting. You have the Clippers uh... in fifth tied with the Warriors who are in sixth. All right, I got you. You then have um, the Lakers and Pelicans, 7-8, also tied. Timberwolves, 12 and a half at nine. And Thunder, 10th, 14 and a half, tied with the 11th place Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Miami beat Philly. Cleveland beat Orlando. That's fine. <clears throat> Portland, that San Antonio matter. right now. I, I know. I'm just going to. Portland, San Antonio doesn't matter. OKC currently beating Utah. Okay. That's a big Maybe one. Big them. Mm-hmm. This would be the nail in the coffin for Utah, actually. Yeah. However, if Utah won, that would be something. And then Denver Phoenix, which is just kind of a good game. I don't really know how much impact they'll have because I'm pretty sure Nuggets, <clears throat> excuse me, have one locked away in the Suns. I don't think they can be caught either way. I think the Suns are locked in at four. Yeah, Denver does have the number one. <clears throat> and Suns are Suns are locked in at four, I think, too. Oh, actually, no. Locked if Denver one. loses all three of their games, they could probably fall. Well, does do the Grizzlies have more than two games left though? Grizzlies have two games left, but they're two and a half back. So if Denver loses okay. tonight, they'll be two back. Well, who has the tiebreaker though? It must be Memphis because I don't see a Z next to uh, Denver. If you go to the East, you see E next to the Bucks because they clinched the whole conference. No, Nuggets have uh, Nuggets have beat Memphis three out of four times. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Just disregard me. I was like, "What?" All I'm right. just talking nonsense. <laughs> uh, is that is that it for the rat list for you? Is that all you got? Yeah, I'm kind of out of stuff. I don't have anything great. All righty. Well, that's good. We we've done an hour ten. We had twenty minutes and onset to start to lane. It's gonna be hyped. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it very very much. Check us out on YouTube and subscribe there. Help us get it back to 300 subs. We would appreciate it. Leave a rating and leave a review on Apple. sad ask. We got to get back. We got to get back. Leave a rating on Spotify. Hit the three dots. Leave us five stars. If you're not going to leave us five stars, go be mean to us in the YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Write a review on Apple Podcasts and leave five stars there as well. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. Like Jack said, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us. Get us up to 300. I'm not going to say back up because it's sad as hell back to 300 some people just mean to us like the video leave a comment tell us we're handsome or be mean to us i really don't care but if you're gonna be mean be mean in the comments if you're listening on a streaming service make sure you follow us there leave us a nice five-star review and carry on about your day after you enjoy the pod on top of that you can find us on socials at how about them sees twitter instagram tiktok facebook is just the name of the podcast if you're on facebook I just set it up uh, before we started, actually, so it renews our streaming on Facebook to our Facebook page. Jack, we'll have to good for the heavy Celtics page because you can find us there mm-hmm. as well. Before every single Celtics game, we try and keep it fun for a half hour. We talk to you in the chat. We put up with nonsense. If you want more of Jack, you can follow him on Twitter at NBA. He's doing a lot of good work at Celtics blog. He has a big piece in the works. It'll probably come out around the playoffs. So be on the lookout for that. He's been working on it for a while. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA on Twitter. So you can see me pressure the Celtics to uh, have Pete Rogers make the trade. That's it for us. Check 